Good morning, glory, hallelujah to you, and welcome to Backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited. My name is Corey Morset. joined as always by John Mariano, and John, this is the only podcast on the interweb that's going to ask the most important question. Where did yes. you get those lips? That's right, no one else is going to do that, just John and I here talking Aerosmith. Uh, we were 11 songs down, John, uh, on our mixtape. How are you feeling coming into tonight? I'm suddenly excited. I, we're getting really close to where, where, what I call the meat and potatoes of the show. You, you know, once once we get that 18 song in the can, we can start, you, you know, play, play, playing roulette and not and knocking songs off the list to replace them. I think that's where the show really, really starts. Yeah, you're exactly right. And uh, you know, this is uh, song number 12. Uh, I've already got a couple of candidates in my head that I think can get knocked right off of there. Uh, I'm sure you do as well. We won't tip our hand here tonight, though. Right now, we have 11 on the mixtape. Uh, if you want, John, I can just recap them here real quick. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely, man. So song number one is Lord of the Thighs. Then we have Shut Up and Dance, Let the Music Do the Talking, No More, No More, Falling in Love is Hard on the Knees, Oh Yeah, The Other Side, Jailbait, Rats in the Cellar, Permanent Vacation, and New Last Week. Thanks to our friend Mark Kamire, Janie's Got a Gun from Pump on the mixtape currently. Yeah, we, 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 we have two big ones from Pump, and I, I, I think they're going to be mainstays for a while. They're going to be tough to get off there, and uh, I got a lot of support for Let the Music Do the Talk, and we got a couple of uh, Aerosmith fans who've been interacting with us on Twitter, John, and they're saying that's going to be a tough one to knock off, and I agree. I know you were, and you say your opinion changes uh, daily. Uh, how are you leaning as we record this tonight when it comes to uh, Let the Music Do the Talk? I'm leaning in a position where I'm not going to tip my hand. Mm. So I am I, I, I am going to start to build the tension a little bit. S- some will say, some will go, heads are going to roll, and we'll see where, where, where the chips fall. Well, I'm just glad you brought me back after trying to replace me with Mark Kamire last week. Um, I, 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 th- I thought my, my position had been usurped, uh, but, but here I am back again with you. You know, we have some good fun on this show. You know, that, that, that was a nice favor Mark did for us. By uh, it, was, it was nice of you to lend him to us for, 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 from, from, and the podcast will rock. You guys do um, a wonderful job recapping Van Halen over there. And it was nice, it was nice to have Mark here talking Aerosmith. Um, it's not one band versus the other band. It's we love all, all the bands here. And go support Mark and Corey over there. Support Corey and I over here, please. Um, and support our friend Ken Napsack at Pop Rock and Radio. Yes, our, our official sponsor, uh, Pop Rock and Radio. Ken Napsack's Pop Rock and Radio, the big hits, album cuts, and B sides from the rock and pop world that makes up the soundtracks of our lives. Look for live shows and make requests. Sing, dance, and celebrate the music with Pop Rock and Radio community. And who knows, you might even get uh, John Mariano. Uh, during, during a live broadcast, uh, re- requesting songs on the fly during pop rock and radio. If, if you hear a request by a Johnny Mo, that just might be me. <laughs> and uh, I, I should say, it wasn't me that loaned uh, Mark to uh, backtrack Sarah Smith revisited. It was his girlfriend, Christy. So we got to thank her for, for letting Mark have another night uh, to, to, to podcast uh, so we could come on the show. It's probably going to be a while before we can get Mark back on. She only usually lets him out uh, one night a week. And it's usually for and the podcast will rock, but we'll see. Maybe we'll catch her in a good mood and she'll let him come back on the show. 
I, I, I don't, I don't blame her. If I, if I, if I had Marco to myself, I don't think I'd, I'd want to rent it out that often. That's true. That, that, that's true. He is pretty nummy. Speaking of nummy, we got six tracks on, on the dice uh, this week, John. Uh, let's just recap them real quick for the folks. Uh, Chip away the stone, uh, helter skelter. You got to move. Seasons of wither. Walk on water and sick as a dog. And refresh my memory, John. That was one of yours. Is that you said you didn't really care? But is it the album cut sick as a dog? Or are we going with the live track from Live Bootleg? We're going to stick with the album cuts for now. I want I want I want to hold off a little bit and deal with maybe some live Aerosmith later on and see if live Aerosmith can knock off studio Aerosmith. Okay, because they're deeper in. That that is uh, just from what I recollect. That's a prime candidate because Life Bootleg was a pretty pretty great yeah. version of, of Sick as a Dog. Oh, uh, oh, I think I th I think you're right. I think it'll be interesting to see how it holds up. You know, if, if it survives long enough to to face its live counterpart. Um, so so let's keep it interesting and stick with the studio for now. Sounds good. Now, uh, we're on like a, a a three John pick run here after it was all Corey to start with. Uh, broken up by Mark's pick uh, last week of Jamie's Got a Gun. So uh, out of the six songs I mentioned, John, is there any one that you're kind of looking forward to, especially here? Uh, no, I, I I am really excited about about the, this dice right now. It's It's got a nice variety on it and uh, plenty of candidates to stick around for a bit. Yeah, there's some good ones on there. So what do you say, John, if you're ready, let's, uh, let's roll this sucker and see what we get. All right, I'll blow on the dice for you. Perfect, and the roll is in, and we're going to get Walk on Water, one of the new cuts that was on the Big Ones compilation. Um, if you're a child of the 90s, that was the uh, the second Aerosmith Greatest Hits, but it was all their uh, uh, all their uh, Geffen stuff. So that was Permanent Vacation, Pump, and, and Get a Grip. And they, they had a, a, a few, a couple of new tracks and a couple of uh, tracks off of soundtracks, and Walk on Water was one of the new tracks on that compilation. Do you have any... Uh, any thoughts on this one going into it, John? No, I, I vaguely remember it. I had bought big ones um, when, it, when it came out. Um, I don't know that I played this one a ton over and over again. I was excited to get new Aerosmith. Anytime I got new Aerosmith, you know, which was one of the enticing reasons to buy this album. But I don't, I don't, I don't remember loving this song. But it's been a long time since I've listened to it. And this was one of my picks, and it's one that I really liked uh, coming on that uh, on that compilation uh, that was released in 1994. I remember I was in uh, in film school at the time, uh, picking that up from my local record shop. And uh, even though I had most of these songs, it was the new songs that got me excited. There was, uh, uh, well, Deuces Are Wild was from the Beavis and Butthead uh, soundtrack, the Beavis and Butthead experience. Uh, Blind Man was the, uh, the first single uh, off of this album. And then uh, Walk on Water, which is another song written by Steven Tyler, Joe Perry, Jack Blades from Night Ranger, and Tommy Shaw from Styx. And, of course, Jack Blades and Tommy Shaw also uh, from the supergroup Damn Yankees. So uh, they also uh, did Shut Up and Dance, which is a song that we're both really fond of that we covered on this show already. So th that should give you a little more confidence, John, uh, looking at the pedigree that uh, from what is coming from here. I don't know. I like going into these things a little pessimistic and I'm being pleasantly surprised. So I'm going to keep my pessimism going up until we hear the song. I, I hear you. So what do you say, John? Are you ready for a little walk on water? Yeah, spin it, man. Spin it.
Now, I, I know you're you're a fan of a heavy riff, maybe a little heavier than what kind of we get from Aerosmith, but uh, you got a little Steven Tyler harmonica in there too, which I know you're a fan of. Yeah, so Steven Tyler harmonica, and it almost feels like a, like a heavy James Bond theme to, to kick us off. You know, you got the heavy bass line kicking in, and it feels very, it feels very Bondish to me. Very Bondish. I like that. If if there was a, a Walk on Water theme, well, what movie would that be from? Which Bond movie? Oh, pro- pro- probably, probably, uh, it's got to be one of the Brosnans, right? Yeah. yeah. It has to be a Brosnan because of the era. Um, Image Brown never dies. Yeah, I'd be good with that. I'd the be world is that. not enough. Uh, tomorrow never dies. Even, even, even the, uh, the title of the movie kind of fits the, fits the riff of the song so far. And uh, kind of ironic that, you know, when you think of, of heavy riffs, you don't think of Sticks or Night Ranger. And, and if you do from Damn Yankees, it's usually because of, uh, or you're thinking about Ted Nugent. Uh, you're not really thinking about Jack Blades or Tommy Shaw so much. So I just thought it was kind of ironic that probably the heaviest riff on this album is from the masterminds behind Night Ranger and, and Sticks. Yeah, I mean, maybe they had, they had a little aggression they needed to get out. You know, as, <laughs> as, as as the music climate was changing in 1994. There you have it. We're, we're going to get a little more uh, Steven Tyler on harmonica here for you right off the bat, John. thoughts on, on the verse there john i know lyrically we're not getting much high class moolah bolts on fast car quick fix freak out nosebleed skull cap pissed off pissed on um he's not exactly telling a story with this one here is he no no but it it, it feels it feels very much like the aggre- the aggressive nature of the song so far right like when you look at the phrases or or, or what he's saying it's it's, it's very very hard words yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, outside of the high class, but he, he, he's almost saying high class ironically. Yep. Moolah, bolt-ons, fast car, quick fix. He, he is doing a, des- a description. If you if you work your way down it, and it, it's not necessarily a pleasant description. And uh, I I don't know. I, I I think with very little words, he's painting a picture. I tell you, I, I was always fond of pissed off, pissed on, because who hasn't felt like they've been pissed on, and, and it's pissing them off, right? So. Yeah, it really kind of fits the, the 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 music early on in this song. I really like that. Okay, we got a little more. Uh, Standard Aerosmith type chorus there with Hey Little Darling, Your Love is Legendary, Love's Four Letters, Ain't in My Dictionary. And then my favorite line in the song, excuse my position, but it ain't missionary. Uh, very classic Steven Tyler lyrics right there. This song feels like it belongs on pump. 
And it, it could just, have been a cast off from Pump. I'm not exactly yeah. sure when this was written. I know they worked with Jack Blades and Tommy Shaw and get a grip, but it could have it could have started maybe around Pump. Like just just listening to, to the nature of the song and how it's put together, it, it would fit on Get a Grip. It would fit on Permanent Vacation. But of the Geffenera that we're talking about, it feels very much to me like a Pump song. And I, I bet you we're just speculating, but I bet you that's where it started. When you think of the two unreleased tracks on this compilation, Blind Man very much feels like uh, a Get a Grip song. It's right. kind of your, your standard uh, Aerosmith type ballad, right? Where this is is harder and it's a little more original. And, and yeah, th this would fit right in on Pump. So if this would have generated or you know had its genesis around that time, I could totally see that. I practice on a peach most every night, John. This is before uh, Call Me By Your Name, uh, the Army Hammer movie that, that came out a couple years ago that uh, Timothy Chalamet uh, was, was having uh, relations with a peach. I, I never saw that movie, but that, that's what I heard. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I mean, it, it's a great reference when you're referencing a movie that you haven't even seen. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sure our listeners are going to love that. But, but, but um, yeah, no, no, it's lyrically here. We're getting into a lot of the innuendo that we're, we're very familiar with from, from Mr. Tyler. Um, and uh, it's, it's a good, it's a good track. You know, I, I can see why I didn't remember it. Like it's not to me an all time great track, but it's a very good track so far. And I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And I'm kind of, I got to make sure I get this in my in my regular playlist because it's got the harder riff and it's got a lot of a lot working for it that I enjoy about Aerosmith. And I love how uh, verse two kind of goes back into standard Steven Tyler territory with bootay, hot pants, tan line, sweet stuff. Uh, you know, very much sexual in nature. Uh, he's a lot like a uh, Paul Stanley in that regard in terms of his lyrics. They they all tend to veer towards sex uh, at some point or another. And even, you know, that first verse was quite angry. This second one is just all about sex again. So God bless you, Stephen Tyler. Your, your thoughts on that solo, John? It, it, it's, it's, it's a pretty standard solo. It's not, again, like, this is a very good Aerosmith song. It, it, it's not one that is going to stand out to me over the test of time thinking about, like, when I think about signature songs, there's a lot that works in this song that feels signature that I feel like just isn't getting over that edge of what I would consider 
all time great. And that's not a knock on the song. No, the and, you know, upper echelon Aerosmith is still pretty damn good. Right. Uh, oh, totally. Yeah. 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 And, and that's kind of what I'm saying is like, this is upper echelon. This is this is high class Aerosmith. This is this is what, what what you go to Aerosmith for. It might not be among the legendary songs uh, uh, that's truly stand the test of time, but this is this is right underneath whatever that level is. Yeah, and I think I put this on the die uh, a while ago. But I think my reasoning was just because I think out of the two unreleased tracks, I like this one more. Than, than Blind Man. And Blind Man still isn't a bad song, and we're going to cover that one eventually, but uh, I, I like the harder edge to this one. And yeah, that was more of a understated kind of bluesy solo. Uh, unremarkable, like you said. It's, you know, I'm coming up doing a Van Halen podcast where every solo is Eddie Van Halen, you know, doing all these hammer-ons and pull-offs and double taps and all this other stuff, and you're just blown away that just a, a standard bluesy guitar solo kind of feels like a step down, but it's not. Joe Perry is still one of the best blues guitar players out there and a great rock guitar player and nothing wrong with that solo just nothing that really stands out yeah and like i mean if you're going to compare him to eddie van halen you know and the, you know there's a there's a handful full of like a brian may or something a handful of guitarists that that to me joe perry joe perry is not going to stand next to much like this song doesn't stand next to other aerosmith songs yeah, you know, I, I don't know that it's a fair comparison because for Joe Perry not to be among the the the, the all time great all time great guitarists, and this is not insulting Joe Perry at all. Like Joe Perry is an all time great guitarist, but the, the cream of the crop, the top one percent of all guitarists of all time, and like Joe Perry's in the two percent or the three percent. Yeah, that's not an insult. No, not not at all. When when you think like Jimmy Page, who's probably the gold standard when it comes to that kind of bluesy guitar player, right? Yeah. When, when you're a notch below Jimmy Page, that's nothing to to hang your head about. No, I don't, I, I honestly don't think if if Joe Perry heard this conversation, I don't feel like he would disagree with us, and I also don't feel like he would take it as an insult no. because there are so many people influenced by Joe Perry, you, you know, you, you know, on on the tears below joe perry that that you know he is among the all-time greats and i just want I, I want to clarify that because we do have an aerosmith heavy audience and and mm -hmm. it's when we make comments like this it's it's like the Jimi hendrix's of the world the bo diddley's of the world you, you know there there, there 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 is a level of of, of guitar godness and, and and not to say joe perry isn't among the, the rock gods he absolutely is he might not be among the 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 center of the table of the rock guards, gods, and he might be a little bit more on on the fringe of the table, but he's at the table. Absolutely, and you know, wrecked out of his mind on drugs, he wrote the riff for "Draw the Line." Like yeah. who else can say that, right? <laughs> you, 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 you know, it opens our show every week, and uh, there's a reason for it. For a reason, absolutely. And you want a, an example of Joe Perry as a, as a guitar god? Listen to pretty much any track on Pump. Yeah. To me, that that's top-notch Joe Perry, but we got a little bit left here on Walk on Water, so let's finish this one out. I love when Steven puts those little accents in. I don't know the name of the thing, but you hear that little kind of happening in the background. 
uh, on those accents and, and that that that's all steven tyler he's got his harmonica going on on one track and he's got that little <sighs> happening on another just these little accents that help kind of bring the tone of the song out that i've always been a big fan of when it comes to aerosmith yeah he 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 he's um it's one of one of the things that Aerosmith does better better than anybody is the little flair that they add to their songs. You know, it's not studio flair. It's it, it's it's not it's not production flair, but but it's, you know, it's almost more like jazz flair, right? Like they, they bring another instrument involved and add another layer to the song, mm-hmm. and, and it's just those little nuances that that make Aerosmith that much better. And among, like, it's a reason why we have an Aerosmith podcast too, right? Yeah, one of the best American bands of all time. Again, classic Stephen Tyler, right? Cooks in the kitchen, tying the spoons, winking at witches, howling at moons. That kind of reminded me of our good friend, Jeff Saunders. Hopefully he listens to the show. I want to give him a shout out. Follow him on the Feeding the Monster podcast feed. He's got a ton of cool shit happening over there. But that little just, again, back to sex, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know. It, it, this song, the one thing this song does have going for it is it oozes sex. Like mm-hmm. the entire song, you know, from from from, from, from the riffs to the chords, to, to to the lyrics, um, to the beat, like this is this is sexy Aerosmith, like dialed at least at a nine, and maybe a little rough, sexy Aerosmith, uh, consensual of course, yeah. but it, it's it's not your loving, uh, tender type of love making. Uh, no, this, this is, is this is hot rough sex. Yeah, this is hot rough sex, and and, and both parties are consenting and enjoying it. But it, it is hot, rough sex, and, and and that's that's Aerosmith, and it works on this song a lot better than it does on Jailbait. That's for sure. I mean, I I think the the, the less we bring up Jailbait going forward, probably the better. The, uh, the only time I'm uh, going to bring up it is when we kick it off the uh, mixtape. Yeah, I think I, I I think I think honestly that's probably probably the be- the best we can do with that song. But um, th- this this song's more along the lines of a love in the elevator. Um, you, you, you know, this is hot, hard sex. Yep, absolutely.
All right. Walk on Water from Big Ones, released in 1994. Uh, it's on the mixtape. John, were you a fan of this track? I was a fan of this track. I, I, you know, you know, for for me, it might, it might be well, like, like in the top third of the songs that we've picked so far. Um, I, I I really dug it. I, I I will say, I felt like I felt a little bit at the end of the song. It felt a little bit like White Man Can't Jump to me. And it's, if you remember that movie, that movie had like two or three endings. It's kind of like Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. at the end of it, where where you. Um, and, and, and these are these were to me two very good endings, but I could have ended it on on, on like just a hard stop at the end of like Steven Tyler's jazzy riff towards the end, and and then the outro seems to go on maybe a couple of bars too long for my taste because there's not enough mi- mixing in to justify how long it's going going on the outro, um, but but again this, to, to me that's the difference between like an A or A plus song and a B or B or B plus song. And this is a B plus song. And that's, that's not a terrible thing. Not at all. I like B plus songs and, and I agree with you. Uh, B plus feels about right. A little too long. Yeah. 455. Uh, you know, we're used to Aerosmith you know, songs coming in under that, you know, mixed for radio. Uh, we talked about let the music do the talking and how it just kind of abruptly ends because it was made for radio very much. That song, this feels like it's a B side. Yeah, uh, the, the, and, and there's nothing wrong. Some of my favorite songs are B-sides, but it's like Geffen came forward and said, we want to put together a, a greatest hits, even though you only have like four albums out on, on our label uh, of just all the Geffen stuff. Do you have anything extra? So they, well, we got the Beavis and Butthead song and we got these two songs that were in whatever shape they were in from whatever session they were from that they just kind of worked up and, and put on there. And that's kind of what it feels like. But my, my point when putting it on the dice was, when Aerosmith does that, it still turns out pretty damn good. Well, well I'll, I'll play it to you this way. And, and Corey, bear with me because I'm going to bring it back to food. <laughs> uh, I just had supper, so, so I, I should be okay. So, 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 so if I make a pot of sauce or something, it's really good the day of. Yeah. But, but any good Italian will tell you that if I take that sauce and I throw it in the f- freezer for a couple of months and I take pull it back out and then serve it because it's now sat and ki- kind of marinated within itself it's 20 times better. And I feel this song has a little bit of that going on where they may have written this back when they did pump and it got to ferment a little bit and and they brought maybe a little bit more of the heaviness to it. You know, they may have brought a little bit too much to it in, in, in the length that may have been edited down a little bit, but it still was a juicy meal. Very well said. So, John, this means Walk on Water is off the die, and it's up to me to pick its replacement. That's going to go on the dice. Currently on the die, we have a lot of older Aerosmith. We've got Chip Away the Stone, Helter Skelter, uh, Seasons of Weather and Sick as a Dog all came before 1980. And then You Gotta Move uh, is a cover uh, of an old blues song. So I I, want to go something newer. And uh, I'm going to go from something from an album I don't think you've heard much from, and that's Just Just Push Play. Uh, which was their last studio album uh, after uh, Get a Grip. And I'm going to go with the title cut. Let's go with Just Push Play because I'm a fan of that track. And with what we have on the uh, die right now, I, I, I think it's good uh, kind of out of note to all the 70s stuff we got on there right now. Let, let's go with, uh, you know, an early 
uh, 2000s uh, Aerosmith cut. No, no, th- th- this is a great pick, and I'm looking forward to hearing it. So, John, on the diet currently, we have Chip Away the Stone, Helter Skelter, You Gotta Move, Seasons of Wither, Sick as a Dog, and Just Push Play from 2001. Man, if any of those hit next week, I'm going to be happy. So we're doing a pretty good job of loading this thing up. Uh, uh, the question I ask myself is, when do I just kind of go random uh, off some of the stuff that maybe I'm not so familiar with and just pick something from Night in the Ruts that uh, I'm not really familiar with? Well, you, you know, you know, we have 300 episodes, so we have a, at least two, like two, 290 or so to go at least. So you got plenty of time, Corey. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm just trying to decide when's a good time to start doing that. I don't, we don't want to front load the show too much. Well, I, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know that we are front loading the show. I feel like there's still there's still a lot of like big hits out there. You know, Mark, Mark threw one of the biggest hits out there last week. Yep. And uh, it'll probably be a while before you or I throw a big hit out there. Um, and even even among the big hits, there are variations of them, right? So, you, you know, I I, I, feel, I feel like. Uh, we got we, we have plenty of time to, to play with it, and uh, it's about to start getting interesting pretty soon. I did want to ask you one thing when it came to uh, big ones, uh, in that no songs from Done With Mirrors were on that compilation. And when you're talking about the whole Geffen output of Aerosmith, Done With Mirrors was a Geffen release. So my question to you was, is what, you know, does Let The Music Do The Talking deserve a spot? on the greatest Geffen's uh, greatest hits of Aerosmith? I say yes. Maybe take, uh, you know, and a lot, of, a lot of Aerosmith fanatics will say take Angel off there. But Angel was a pretty big hit for him. I don't know if you can take that one off there, but you can maybe nix uh, one of the newer tracks and get Let the Music Do the Talking on there. You, you know, I, I, I from, from, from a fan standpoint, I agree with you 100% it belongs on there. But going back to 1994... The, the 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 stigma of that album and and the stink of that album was, was kind of i think geffen's idea was to try and bury that album as much as they could even even the best stuff off of it weren't wasn't going to be highlighted um because because they wanted it to be forgotten they want they, they wanted to focus on the big three albums and that's too bad. There's some good stuff on Done With Mirrors. And I'm looking forward to getting more on the dice uh, as we go along. But, uh, John, uh, I think we're about wrapping up here tonight. Was there anything uh, you wanted to add uh, before we uh, call it a night? No, I I, I, I just, uh, I guess I was going to say, like, the, part of the reason that we have this podcast is that we can spotlight Done With Mirrors. And we yeah. can kind of say, look, we, we get from a production standpoint, from a sales standpoint, why they may have wanted to bury that album. But as fans... We celebrate all the albums here, and uh, you, you know there is no bad album. There might there may be a, a bad track, there may be a series of bad tracks on the album, but there's always something worth worth listening, especially with the, with a band like Aerosmith. And we had one tonight, very much a, a B side, kind of a let's throw it on the greatest hits compilation track. But I still found myself enjoying it quite a bit. So, Walk on Water is is on the mixtape. Uh, after show 18, will it, how long will it last? I, I couldn't tell you, but I'm pretty happy it's there right now. I just want to th- thank everybody for listening, following us on Twitter, um, support su- supporting Ken Knapsack over at Pop Rock and Radio, support, supporting uh, Cor- Corey and Mark o- over on, uh, and, and supporting Cor- Corey and Mark on, and the podcast will rock. Uh, th- thank you all for listening, and we, we appreciate each and every one of you. That's absolutely true. And as always, 
We will give the final word to one Steven Tyler. 